0: 720 WGN, the team's flagship radio station. You're listening to White Sox Weekly on the home of the Sox. 720
1: WGN. 720
0: WGN and D. It's White Sox Weekly. Rain falling here at Guaranteed Rate Field, which has been the standard. 2 nothing White Sox. We are hoping to have baseball sometime around 5 o'clock. Uh, that's the, at least the hope. Uh We are through five with the White Sox on top here. Big two-run homer from Yohan Moncada and a solid pitching performance once again from Lucas Giolito as we continue White Sox Weekly. Celebrate the 4th of July with $7.04 tickets to select White Sox games throughout the month of July. You can catch exciting matchups against the Tigers, the Twins, and more. The flash sale going on now for a limited time, so get your tickets at WhiteSox.com slash July today. Maybe tee up a little Dylan Cease on uh, Wednesday, one ten first first pitch Cease on the mound. All right, let us continue with White Sox bench, co- bench coach Joe McEwing, who also works extensively with the White Sox infielders. Now, if you remember, part of the Yoan Moncada move over to third base meant that Yomer Sanchez had to move to second and at the beginning of the year Yomer was struggling over at second base and that has looked a whole lot better for at least a month now maybe six weeks where he's really settled into that position so as we continue the conversation with Joe just asking about Yomer and his transition and how he's playing a whole lot better over there right now.
2: Yomer is some somebody that I never worried about defensively because, you know, he, he turns a double play well. He's got extremely, extremely great hands. And, and uh, in the beginning of the year, we saw something, and it was in the Yankee series, uh, broke down video of of his pre-pitch and and how his feet were still in the air as the ball was in the zone in his pre-pitch. And, and he wasn't getting the best jumps he thought he possibly could. And he was he was running. He was starting with his hands outside of his body, and not tight to his body, to where he can make an explosive movement going left or right. They were outside where, if he was going left or right, he was carrying his hands with him and not necessarily covering as much ground as he should, and not as explosive as he as usually is. And uh, it's something we we worked on and. and uh, and showed him visually what what he was doing and once he saw it visually he understood what uh, what we needed to work on and and he went out and worked on it and I mean he's, he's extremely extremely gifted and talented just to explain that for
0: for those who are learning baseball it's like before each pitch basically every player at every position is doing a little bit of a hop split step for tennis fans out there to so you you can move whichever which
2: way you go that's interesting i never heard that with the hands you want to be hands in well i mean every every individual is different i for it's like any explosive movement you do any explosive movement you do, everything wants to be, everything wants to be connected and, and to your body. The more the more you carry outside, the more movement you have, more extra movement you're gonna have. Uh, you're gonna make false steps. You're gonna make false movements and not explosive movements.
0: Let me ask you one on Tim Anderson, cause he, uh, and we miss him right now, but he's, he's come such a long way. Uh, what was that process like? When did you – I mean, I, in the middle of last season, it seemed to me that it really took off.
2: Yes, yes. And, and uh, you know, again, just to see, to see the growth from the first day I saw him in Big League camp and then being sent down and then this first time in the big leagues, to see the growth and see the maturity of underst- him understanding his body and, b- and what it's capable of doing he was a, he was a uh, individual could only throw from one arm angle and wasn't fundamentally the best and uh, and it's those baby steps it's the short-term goals to get the long-term goals of him understanding who he is and first that was fundamentally getting him sound and then Okay, let's, let's take it outside, let's take a step further. And last year is when he started to, quote-unquote, play with his hair on fire and not worry about making an error. You know, he was just playing. And if an error happened, an error happened. But he was just playing. Uh, like he was playing basketball. I, 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 that was the analogy I gave to him. Act like you're on a basketball court, you know, just going after a basketball go after the baseball any way any possible way just to get there and and allowed it freed his mind to be athletic and and use his instincts to to get the certain balls and then he started throwing with different arm angles and understanding what he can do from each spot on the field whether it's deep in the hole or on the run throwing from down here and where he needed to start the ball to get it to come back because it it was going to have a little fade so learning his different arm angles, learning what he could do, and this year in spring training, he said he went back and looked at film and couldn't believe some of the plays that he was making and where he was on the field. And uh, I think it allowed him. This, I can do possibly whatever I want on this field, and there's no limit to there's no limit to put on what an individual is capable of doing.
0: You can see it with him then. Just well, how you're talking about it, and now I'm thinking like I can see that he's he's playing around with it out there,
2: yeah, yeah i mean and 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 that's something that's something that is god given and you don't want to take that away from individual and say you need to do it this way, because every individual in the field is is totally different you know i'm not I'm not going to talk to t a TA, uh the same way and and Fundamentally, say you need to do this, 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 this to somebody who we're just breaking down. Say Zach Collins, and 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 at the moment, say this is what you need. Possibly, you need to do to put your body in a better position. You just you let it you let it be free, and then you pull back a little bit. And okay, we got away from our fundamentals a little bit.
0: When you got to me up on the fundamentals, and then you let it it sounds like then you started letting them expand.
2: Yes, yes, and and I think that. That that first part of it needed to happen for him to understand what the end goal possibly is, you know, because there's a lot of plays that are happening fundamentally that he's still he's still grasping, you know, when, you know, he understands now when he's not square not square to his target throwing, when when his feet are underneath him, he knows when he opens up when his ball sinks or, or cuts. And he'll he'll, he'll say it right away, he, and that's our that's our main goal is get them to become their own coach.
0: All right, two more. How'd you get the name Super Joe?
2: Eric Davis. Eric Davis. Uh, I played with Eric in in St. Louis. I was fortunate enough to play with Eric in St. Louis, and and uh, every day he came to the locker room. It didn't matter if he was early, late, or or I was always at my locker ready to go. And and uh, he always said, "Do you do you go home? You know, do you?" Do you go home at all or you just stay here? You know, and, and that's the way I've always been, you know, I always wanted to be prepared for every situation and and uh, so so that I, I would not be surprised by any situation. You were beloved
0: in New York because of that. That's got. I mean, when you look back, at, I, I was watching Todd Zeal talk about you on a video today, and the people were asking Zeal, "Were you jealous? You were an everyday guy, and,
2: and Joe was somebody who came off the bench. Were you jealous that the fans liked him more than he liked you?" Uh, that's that's humbling. Uh, you no, know, I took pride. I, I took pride in wearing a uniform, and, and I was very fortunate enough to wear a uniform for a long period of time, and and uh, the fact that I was able to go out and play seven different positions, and and. Uh, you know i worked at every single one every single day you know if if i was starting at a particular position i would i would take my ground balls there then i would go take a group in the outfield because that may have that may have changed during during a game where i would have to move to the outfield and days i wasn't playing i'd take ground balls at third short and second and then take a group uh off the bat in the outfield so that if any situation would, would arise during the game, I, I I could look myself in the mirror at the end of the day and know that I was prepared for it. And that's what we're trying. That's what, on a daily basis, we're, we we we're, we install here. You know, from day one of spring training to the last day, all winter. I mean, our minds are constantly racing. Uh, we go home, and we go home thinking about so many different scenarios and, and of how, how how to make a guy better every single day and uh you know a lot of times we wake up in the middle of night and we'll jot i'll I'll jot stuff down and 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 just because it's constantly on my mind you know what what can we conversationally uh visually uh to show an individual what we're coming across how do you connect with the youth of america nowadays you, you deal with personalities I mean and you know you're dealing with 25 different personalities and and you try to you you figure out what makes each guy tick and 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 connecting each each individual and I think that's what Ricky has done he's connected everybody from day one of spring training over the last couple of years and for everybody to come together, and you can start to see these guys coming together. You know, they they we've lost for a period of time, and we've all done it together. And it's it's tough not to feel for the guy next to you, knowing what you've been through the last couple of years, and and where the end product's going to be. And it's going to be it's going to be very good. And uh, you know, I think the biggest part is is dealing with understand understanding how hard this game is it's not easy and uh, you know and the way they go about it I mean if they go about it if they're they're prepared they play the game hard they play the game in the right way we come out on a losing end listen we did not give that game up you know we we went out we gave it everything we got you know what let's go get them tomorrow and you're gonna go through stretches uh, peaks and valleys of, of ups and downs throughout throughout a season because it's such a grind, and, and just try to stay positive and stay in the moment. Joe,
0: awesome to talk to you. Congrats on your twenty-five game hitting streak back in the day. I want to get that. On, I want to get that on the broadcast.
2: Uh, hardest position for you to play? Hardest position for me to play? Uh, they're all. First of all, they're all hard. They're all hard. Uh, I wouldn't have to say any of them because I, I put, I put forth the work and the, and the time every single day to try to make myself, with my ability, the best that I could possibly be. And if that wasn't good enough, it wasn't good enough. But I knew uh, I was prepared because I put forth the work every single day. You know that utility guy gets paid way more nowadays. You, I, know you, you, you. I know it. I know it. <laughs> Thanks for the time. Thank
0: you. Joe McEwing, failing to prepare is preparing to fail, Kevin Powell. You Classic know, line. Our interview with Joe McEwen, sponsored by Mazda of and Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. I'd love to see somewhere down the line Joe McEwen get a chance to manage. you A guy like that who's played every single position on the diamond, who gets here at 6 in the morning and leaves at midnight and loves it to that level, you got to root for guys like that. And uh, he's incredibly... Uh, obviously
1: fortunate and whatnot to be the White Sox bench coach right now, but uh, who are some of the best utility type guys that you can that come to mind for you when you think utility guy? Good question. Let's 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 think about that through a quick time out of coast with some. Elite-level
0: utility names, if you will, coming on back here. White Sox Weekly, we're in a rain delay at Guaranteed Rate Field. White Sox 2, Twins nothing, top of the six. We're hoping this thing will resume sometime around 5 o'clock. Fingers are crossed on that. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Kevin Powell throwing out the question greatest utility players. I mean, the White Sox have one right now in Lauri Garcia. Hey, Lauri, uh, Tim Anderson just sprained his ankle. Can you come in and play shortstop after right. playing center field? And by the way, can you go over to second base? And then, hey, can you go play right? And the, I mean, he's... That's got- a good one.
1: Uh, the Twins have maybe the top utility guy in baseball in Marwin Gonzalez. Sure. I mean, he played when he was with the Astros for all those years. Uh, I think he played every single position except catcher.
0: I and uh let me double check that here marwin gonzalez he's ranked here in my unofficial ranking the number five utility player of all time ben zobris has got to be up there Zobrist is listed as number two uh zobris being missed by the cubs right now who lost to the reds today eight six white Sox and cubs coming up next saturday here the number one uh that that I'm seeing here, I, I don't remember. Maybe you do, KP. I doubt it. Rance Mullenix, great name. Don't remember it. Originally drafted uh, by the as a shortstop, Mullenix made his debut in 1977 for the California Angels, and then he went moved on to the Royals. Then he was a Blue Jay. Uh, apparently playing all over the diamond, Farmio probably has could have a story or two on a Rance Mullenix. But that's who uh, that's who ra- <laughs> that's who Ranker ranks as your number one utility guy. Those guys are getting paid way more money nowadays because it's there's just been more put more value has been put on. Oh, you can play all over the diamond. You help us here, there, and everywhere. That's huge because it gives you flexibility to give guys rest. And back in the day, they didn't rest players as much as they do now.
1: Uh Marwin Gonzalez got himself a, what, three- or four-year contract in this past free agency with the Twins? Yeah. he's sought after a player.
0: Right. So, I mean, Ben Zobris is getting paid $14 million a year to play yeah. all over the Diamond. So I think a lot of guys, too, in the past might look at it like you want to have one position that you work on. And you think about that with Joe McEwing. He would go out and take ground balls at every place around the Diamond every single day, and then he'd go and work in the outfield every single day. Because he didn't know where he was going to play if he got in the game, so he wanted to be ready, again prepared, and that's what he would do before. Every, you know, every single that's a that's 162 games. Not if he's going to get in, not going to get in. Always going to keep himself ready. And a lot of guys, you know, perhaps might complain about that role and wouldn't work as hard. But that's not the way Joe McEwing went about his business. You got to respect that. It's kind of like you come into... It's kind of like showing up. uh for the Rokan show, Kevin, you, you, you're, you're there to do the sports, but
1: you've got to be ready to chime in on any other topics, right? That's right. Wide range of topics on the Rocon show with Anna Devontes, 3 to 7, Monday through Friday.
0: And you're taking the day
1: off tomorrow to, to uh, do something? Yeah, I've got a very uh, busy day of golfing tomorrow, Carm. <laughs> and this rain has me worried... Yeah, well, that's it's a legit concern. That's my favorite golf course in the world. What's that? What's that? That'll that be Medina. Oh, wow. And the championship course, number three. You have to pay for that? Is that a freebie for this is a You could have played in it. It's a media thing. Oh, right, the BMW. Yeah, it's, a, it's to promote the BMW Championship, which is there later on. If you're a golf fan or if you're just looking for a good time, get tickets to the BMW ch- Championship Tournament at Medina if, even if you don't like golf, you could just take a couple hours and walk the grounds of Medina. It's, it's an amazing place. Uh, interesting deal, just
0: breaking with the Blackhawks that we should mention. Okay. The Blackhawks announcing that they've acquired forward, you know the name, Andrew Shaw, and a seventh-round pick in the 2021 NHL Draft from the Canadians Whoa. for a second and seventh round uh, in the 2020 NHL Draft. So, Shaw, who won a cup here, you remember him with the stitches, right? Didn't those sell for a bunch of dough? He's only 27 he,
1: still. He feels like he's been, been around forever.
0: I was actually, I don't know what was going on with me, but I was Googling Andrew Shaw the other day, and just like, is he? Where, how old is he? Where is he? You had a
1: hunch, the Carm hunch. Some, something just, just, I mean, he was beloved here when he was. Oh, yeah. So now coming back. <laughs> he took a point blank puck to the face and returned like minutes later. It was knocked out on the ice. As you would say, Kevin Powell,
0: classic hockey
1: mentality. Classic hockey guy move.
0: Right. White Sox fans are thrilled that Andrew Shaw is is back with the Blackhawks <laughs> as well as we're in the middle of the White Sox Weekly bringing no, that. That's first big so-
1: news, man. I, it's, it's, you know? know
0: yeah no 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 question about it. All right, let's do a quick timeout and the news will be at the top of the hours. We'll get you an update on the rain, which of course uh, maybe in your area it certainly is in the area of Guaranteed Rate Field still coming down here tarp on the field. We're hoping to have baseball at some point maybe around five o'clock, although. I'm getting nervous here. Although it's 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 not super dark. It's just it's raining, but it doesn't look like it's going to last forever.
1: I checked the ten day forecast, Carm. Yeah, and every day has. Like a 40% chance it's of scattered silly. storms just, and rain. It's just, it's just, it's
0: just get, lame summer. Leave, leave, leave the United States by the last week of August so I could <laughs> enjoy the U.S. Open out in New York. Some tennis going on here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ross Detweiler, who picked up his first win in a couple of years on Friday night, is coming up after the news at 4 o'clock. Quick timeout, 720 WGN.
3: It's great to be back with WGN. It's White Sox Weekly on the
0: official radio station of the Chicago White Sox. 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Ross Detweiler making his debut and taking on the Minnesota Twins, getting a victory. This is... uh, you have an incredible journey. Did you? Did you? Did you have it in your mind this year that you? would You know what? I can see it in July. White Sox on the mound. I'm going to win a game against uh, one of the best teams in baseball. You know,
4: I, I thought it was going to happen. I didn't know where or when. Uh, but that's why you put all the work in in the off season and you know, wherever you are, because you never know what could happen next. I feel like we got to give a little history
0: lesson here. 2007, you're drafted by the Nationals, first round, number six overall. You've been with the Rangers, the Braves, the Indians, the A's, the Mariners. You're a Missouri State graduate. Uh, Go Bears, right?
4: Uh, Not a graduate, but yes, I went there. (laughs) Yeah, go Bears. I I didn't
0: want to overstate it. Okay, you went to Missouri (laughs) State, my bad. Uh, And you've most recently i guess we got to give credit to the york revolution of the atlantic league uh, where you were able to resurrect your career a little bit
4: yeah that's been the last two years now uh last year i was i think i had six starts with them last year before i signed with the mariners um and then i made it up with them in august and this year i had three starts with them and and signed to go to charlotte and uh, here we are so what's been like the philosophy of how you choose where you're going to go to try to keep things alive is it like this, this this is my only offer right now, or is there a strategy to it? Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I was talking to a couple teams, and then all of a sudden, I, after one game, I went into the manager's office, got called in, and he said, "Chicago just purchased your contract. That's where you're going." So I was like, "Okay, I guess we're going. Uh, I guess we're going to Charlotte."
0: And then you get to Charlotte. Uh, what what does Grud and company tell you?
4: Oh, I, I walked in. I saw McCaddy was a pitching coach, and I had him for five years in Washington. So it's. Uh, it was very welcoming, and uh, you know, it's a set of eyes has seen me before. Um, Guillermo Quiros is there; he was one of my catchers in with the Indians. So it's you know, I saw a lot of faces. It's it's the crazy thing about this game is you stick around long enough, you start seeing the same people over and over again. Um, and I'm getting to the age where a lot of the guys that I know are starting to be coaches. It's, well, that's like a good reminder in, in any profession because however how you Conduct
0: yourself. You're going to see these people, whether it's in the radio broadcasting world or in the yeah. baseball world. If Steve McCann doesn't like you, and even then, then he's going, he's not going to recommend you.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I know they they had to have gone to him and asked what what kind of person I am, how I'm going to be, you know, in the clubhouse. And uh, I'm guessing there was a, a positive uh, vibe going on there, and uh, you know, it's we, it was good. It was uh, we've always worked well together, and uh, we did again.
0: You gave a lot of compliments to James McCann last night, working with him. Uh, explain what he does so well that helped you.
4: Uh, I, I think it's just his preparation. Um, this is the first time I'd met him. I think we got together an hour before the game, and then um, you know it, it didn't take very long for him to figure out how he wanted to attack the the hitters with my pitches and and how they're going to work off of each other and. Um, you know with a guy like with all-star caliber behind the plate you don't really have to think too much you just have to try to execute uh it makes things a lot easier on my end were you nervous before the game yeah you get nervous for every start uh that's why i told somebody when we were in york this year before my first start of the of the regular season said no matter where you are you always get a little nervous before these starts and then once uh once you get out there and get the game speed going, um, everything kind of falls into place. You got kind of to tell yourself, Ross, you're you're not nervous. You're excited right now. This is excitement. This is I'm getting to do what I love to do. That's what
0: that's that's what I imagine the conversations like at least.
4: Yeah, well, a little bit. You know, it's uh, the nerves are always there, but w- once they go away, that means uh, means about time to retire.
0: So I want to do a little bit more history on you uh, as White Sox fans learning Ross Detweiler. Uh, tell me if I get anything wrong here. You grew up in in Wentzville, Missouri. I did. Population.
4: Uh, when I moved out there, it was about a little less than ten thousand. Now it's pushing a hundred thousand. So small town now turned into big town. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. W-
0: were you was was baseball like uh, I don't know the calling card of Wentzville, Missouri? Would you say that?
4: Uh, sure. No, <laughs> I uh, I played on a lot of teams when I was little. Um, I had two older brothers, so I kind of followed them around, following in their footsteps, and um, they were always around a baseball field. So so was I. You,
0: you know who the, uh, it's the rock and roll hometown of so-and-so?
4: I do, yeah. It's just
0: Chuck Berry, for those who didn't know. Just...
4: Yeah, Chuck Berry, and he, he actually passed what, last year. Um, he owned a restaurant in Wentzville for a little while. And uh, it's still there, but it was bought by Linda Wood University.
0: You're, I, I heard you talking just a second ago. You're married?
4: Yeah, I am. How about George Thorogood's song? Is that right? Back to Wentzville. I, I don't know that song. It was, it was about him going to Chuck Berry's house and having an incredible weekend, so he wrote a song about it. You'll, you'll have to look it up. Oh, we're going to play this right here on,
0: on on White Sox Weekly. George Thurgood back to Wentzville. Back to Wentzville. Is that, would you call that a personal favorite? Uh, it is now, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. Your 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 scouting report coming into the big leagues. Have you looked at this in the last ten years? No, I haven't. I'm going to give it to you. I've never had
4: to hit against myself, so I don't need a scouting report.
0: Tall, lanky left-hander. We we agree. I agree. I agree. It's a, with a frame that should fill out as you mature. Have you uh, filled out?
4: Uh, Well, uh, yeah, I've gained some weight since college, and I've matured, so. So
0: they got that right. Uh, Above average fastball, anywhere from
4: 90 to 94. Uh, That's, uh, it it was up a little above that for a little while, and it's been down below that, and I have to spot a little more now.
0: Does that make it uh, a little bit more of a challenge out there, I'm assuming?
4: Uh, You know, it makes me pitch a little more. Early on in my career, I just threw, threw sinkers as hard as I could, and, you know, I was just hoping they would go over the plate. Now I have to try to hit the corners and keep the ball down.
0: It says here that you got an above-average power curveball. At times. It says here that you have a good feel for your changeup. It should be a plus pitch for you.
4: It, it has come around this year. Uh, at the end of the year last year when I was in Tacoma, I got together with a couple guys, and they, they showed me how they, th- they threw their changeup, and it really took off for me and actually helped me in, in my one start or one, I guess, a start with an opener last year. Uh, where I it actually induced five double plays in in the game, and uh, I attribute that just about all of them to the changeup. So the key here is always having the learning, growing mindset here, and be willing
0: to take something that might work from you from a random moment in time.
4: Absolutely, and it was from a guy that started an in indie ball last year.
0: That's, that's awesome. It's that's a credit to you for being able to incorporate it. Uh, last one here. Nice, clean arm action and has worked on improving his delivery.
4: Sure. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I think my delivery's gotten better over the years. Uh, clean arm action. I, I like the sound of that. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's it's that's, that's a compliment right there. Uh, what, what would you say you were doing well at Charlotte that earned you the spot up here?
4: Um, you know, just trying to keep people off base. Uh, not not giving anybody any freebies. Throwing strikes. Um, try to keep the walks down. Uh, once once you start walking guys, and and you start getting multiple guys on a, at a time, then you give up the three four run inning. Um, with with nobody on or one on, you know, you keep it down, and you have a chance at a double play. Do you,
0: how do you look at being here right now? As far as like, I'm going to enjoy this for every moment that lasts, or do you look at it like, you know what? I, Who knows what's going to happen? I could be here for another five years.
4: Yeah, um, you know, five years would take me to thirty-eight. That'd be uh, that'd be great. But uh, but no, I I mean, you can't just sit here and revel in in every moment. I don't. That's for when it's done. You can look back on it. Um, Right now, I got to get my work in. Um, You know, we have a great group of guys here with a lot of talent, and you know, this could be one of my last chances. So you got to put the work in. You got to come out here ready to win every day. you know this could be my last chance to working with an all-star catcher so you know that's going to help me in my career so i gotta you know pounce on every moment i can
0: when i saw you this morning you, you you came in you were just in the workout room you were sweating bullets and then you came out here you threw you were you pitched last night
4: yeah no it's today today's yeah today's the hardest day uh hardest working day for me and then it kind of dumbs down until we get to the start day again um but you got to get your work in between especially at my age are you super sore after a start? Is that normal? Like, what, what is that like? No, I got cut off at 73 pitches last night, so it, it's not too bad, um, depending on how it pitches in, in the pitches is in the stressful innings with runners on base and everything. Uh, so it wasn't too bad. I didn't throw a ton of off-speed. Um, so I, today I, I feel like a normal, normal person. Some days you don't really want to lift your arm, but uh, today was good. Have you? Has training changed over the ten
0: years that you've been playing professional baseball?
4: Yeah, um, I've had to put in more work the older I get, uh, which doesn't really make sense to me because everything hurts. But uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's been good. Um, I've tried a few different tra- off-season trainings, um, and, I, and I found one. that an academy opened uh, with somebody that I used to play with when I was growing up, um, and they're doing a great job there. So. I started going there this year, and, and I really like to work. Should we, should we give him some uh, little pub, some name? Yeah, yeah it's P three, P three in Wentzville. So, um, yeah, I think they got me right where I need to be, um, and here we are.
0: Lucas Julio, talk to you yet?
4: Uh, he, yeah, he walks by all the time. No, I was actually uh, he was drafted by the Nationals in uh, in twelve. I remember meeting him for the first time. Oh well. Wow. So um, yeah, he right when I walked in, he was the first guy I saw, and he came straight up to me yesterday. How cool is that? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, there's there's three ex nationals in the rotation right now.
0: I got I, I gotta I had to re, I, had to, I had to, re- had to rethink that. that. Your
4: research, you do right. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs>
0: that's a bad job by me right there, <laughs> Ross. Great to see you. Congrats on success and uh, keep it rolling.
4: All right, thank you very much. So there you go, Ross
0: Detweiler. Forgot about that, Kevin Powell. Three nationals, right? A little Ronaldo Lopez, a little Detweiler, a little uh, Lucas Giolito. Come on now, be up on the times. Enjoy that conversation with Ross, easy guy to root for. Hey, Family Sundays feature tickets as low as $5 in the upper level, 15 in the lower level and parking for only $10. Plus, you get the special family-focused activities located throughout the ballpark. Family Sundays, proudly presented by Coca-Cola. Grab an ice cold Coca Cola and enjoy the game. Visit WhiteSox.com slash Sundays to purchase your tickets today. So, Ricky Renteria met the media before the game, talking about Dylan cease pitching on Wednesday. Bring you a little bit of that coming on back here as uh, it's going to be a very exciting day at Guaranteed Rate Field. Get your tickets Wednesday, 110. The, it's a day night doubleheader, but cease pitching the first game. Rain continues to fall here. Kevin, you got an update on the rain? It continues to fall here. It does
1: continue to fall. Uh, I mean, we have, we have the not- hope was around 5 o'clock, roughly. I mean, when we first came to a delay, they said they expect rain in the area for the next hour or two. And they were hoping to pick things back up once it stopped raining. But it's still raining here at 35th and Shields.
0: We are we are waiting it out. The Twins do have a game tomorrow, so at some point they might get itchy. And, of course, they have to come back here two more times so at some point, they might punt this one down the road and, or just call it a White Sox victory after five innings. But uh, here's the thing. The Minnesota Twins are a playoff team in first place, and I think they're going to want to wait this one out, so it could be here for a while. Let's uh, come on back with some Ricky Renteria, 720 WGN. 720 WGN, White Sox Weekly in a rain delay. Mark Carmen, Kevin Powell hanging out here at Guaranteed Rate Field. Big NBA news, as free agency coming around here. Kevin Durant is signing with the Chicago Bulls. No, that's That's not true. But he is signing with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, The Brooklyn Nets just got Kevin Durant. Why? I have no idea. Why did he choose the Nets? Is Kyrie going with him? Kyrie is coming with him to the Nets. That's an amazing – if if this if we were the New York Knicks, you would be feeling absolutely positively pukish right now. I think they feel like that every day. I mean, that is just brilliant. Kind of like us Bulls fans. You thought they were getting Zion, didn't get Zion, goes to the Pelicans. Thought you were getting KD, didn't get KD, went to the Nets. Thought you were getting Kyrie, went to the Nets. Uh, big day of NBA news. Terry Rozier, who was a Bulls target, going to Charlotte. So uh, Derek Rose apparently going to be a Detroit Piston. Bulls are interested in Malcolm Brogdon. We'll see what happens. NBA free agency officially started You think started anybody right listening now. knows who Malcolm Brogdon is? Yes, there's some Malcolm Brogdon fans listening to White Sox Weekly. Rookie of the year in the NBA, second-round pick Kevin Powell. Of course I knew that. Right, right, right. All right, big news today out here was Dylan Cease is ready to rock and roll. He will pitch on Wednesday. This is Ricky Renteria before the ball game, talking about Dylan making his debut. Do you have a
1: problems for the tiger series or who's the the tba for the doubleheader
3: we do we do uh we plan on having uh, dylan c start the first game of yes
2: who's gonna make who's made the call to him he's already does he already know or
3: yes he knows (laughs) you tell him i did not that's that's above my pay grade at this Mm -hmm. point
5: Ricky, obviously the fan base is really excited about seeing him. I take it you are as well.
3: Yes, we all are. I think uh, he's done a really nice job of, you know, just gathering more uh, knowledge down there and getting his innings in. Uh, obviously, this will be a situation now where he comes in here and uh, has to perform. You know, his last few outings over there, he's been working and, and trying to get himself back on track. And I think that probably uh, everybody's looking for him to be challenged now. And uh, you know, everybody feels this, this is the right time. Is this a one start thing, or you feel like he's part of the rotation moving forward here? I, I think you can safely say that we anticipate him being around.
1: From spring training, from what you saw in spring training to now, just, yeah. you know, getting the reports and watching what he's done at AAA, what have you been most impressed about his growth from over even just the last few months?
3: Well, I think, you know, obviously he's, he's had a few outings, uh... uh Few hiccups over his last few outings, but I think more than anything is the way he's dealing with them. And I think that we already know he has the stuff. He's got uh, a great mentality, great mindset. Um, I think, truthfully, when you get guys like that, uh, ultimately, when everybody's decided that it's time to open the door to allow them an opportunity to be here, uh, now it's a new challenge. And um, you know, guys will deal with it um, differently. We expect that his talent and his mindset will allow him to grow and learn and and become that guy that we all expect him to be, which is a quality major league starter.
4: Rick described so often this offseason that he was going to be on a similar track that Kopech was on last season. Where is Dylan now
3: compared to where Kopech was at this point last season? Well, I think that uh, with Dylan you see his stuff, but I think he's he's probably able to command a little better, uh, probably a little earlier. Uh, I think we we hope that that's the case when he arrives. You know, everybody, uh, no matter how well prepared you think you are, once you get here, and you guys have heard me say often, you can't replicate it. This is a different place. This is a different beast. And everybody's emotions uh, uh, ring a little higher. And uh, hopefully he will be able to contain himself, maintain, um, and be able to do what he's capable of doing.
5: What, what gives you confidence that what he's gone through recently is something he'll work past quickly or, or that they are just hiccups? I
3: just look at his talent. I mean, the, the, in terms of for me to try to give you a crystal ball aspect for any of our players in terms of how well they do or not do, it's a measurement of us putting our eyes on them, seeing the work that they do. Um, I think the whole organization believes he's ready for the challenge, and I think that um, there might be some hiccups along the way. That's... You know, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary. But certainly I think that everybody now yeah, truly believes that he's got a, uh, an opportunity to take advantage of a challenge laid before him. And we expect and hope that he'll be able to rise to the occasion and, and go out there and just, you know, continue to learn and grow and, and, and give us some nice outings. What about
4: his personality and the kind of
1: guy that he is makes him ready for this challenge? And, and how do you think that will help him handle anything that comes at him here over well, the next
3: few weeks? He's a bright, bright kid very bright kid you guys have all spoken to him before he's very well prepared he's he's into all aspects of the game you know uh, he's got his own little routine that he goes through uh, to put himself in a ready position um, I think just his overall quality the person the preparation how he how he views things how he studies and then obviously the physical talent that he brings to the table I think uh, he's got a, a really good chance of having a repeatable delivery very clean easy ball comes out of his hand really easy um, and has a chance to be pretty good I
1: you should you, should have, should you should have the all-star break coming um, after, you know, he makes his debut. So does that give you a chance also to kind of, you know, kind of built-in chance to manage his innings a little bit where he can have a little bit of an extended break before he comes back to the mound? Yeah,
3: Mark, I think, you know, all, <clears throat> all of us are still very conscientious of the fact that we're trying to uh, measure all his outings, uh, make sure that we're able to get as many of them as we possibly can uh, through the remainder of the season. Um, and that just happens to give us a little bit of a window, sure. Sure.
2: How much of a buzz does that give your clubhouse, this team, knowing that you got this prospect coming up?
3: Well, actually, you're the first ones to know, so once I let them know, I'll <laughs> let you know.
1: Does he have any any kind of innings limit on the first start, or just as long as he pitches well? He well,
5: I,
3: we have to sit down and talk about it. Once he gets here, we'll, we'll have an idea where we're
5: at. Rick said a lot that he wouldn't be called up because you need a guy. Right. He's here because it's graduating, but does it add some stability to that you're not you know piecing together or looking who's in the next way that he's going to be up here for good and
3: well i think it's kind of works kind of it's kind of worked out right okay. it's kind of a coincidence uh that um, his arrival uh, seems to be coming at the right time for us where we need someone to maybe help stabilize us a little bit in the, in the rotation. Um, it just worked out that, you know, the timing is is what it is. And uh, so hopefully it works out that he does help us stabilize. It's, again, another young man who's going to go through a process of continuing to learn at the major league level, and, and hopefully it's a, it's a good one.
2: Ricky, were you part of the conversation with him
3: though or was it just that they told you bringing up, how did that work? I, I think that we, these conversations are had over a, an extended period of time and I think that at the end of the day uh, ultimately a conclusion is drawn and uh, was I aware that we were having conversations about the possibility of him joining us? Absolutely, yes and then uh, once we're notified that I think it's, it's going to be the timing of it is right um, and it is he's here
0: there you go, Ricky Renteria. Before the ball game, you know, Ricky is here to manage the club. He can't worry about when guys are coming. He's got to deal with the 25 guys that he has, which uh, he talks about all the time. Dylan Cease, 5 and 2 at AAA, 4.48 ERA, 15 games, all starts, 68 and a third inning, 75 hits, which is a little drop on the high side. You'd want to, ideally, it's more closer to one per inning. Uh, 39 runs 34 of them earned. he's given up four homers opponents are hitting 284 against him um and his last 10 starts he's hasn't been stretched out uh he went seven innings back on may the 29th but after that uh we he drops down to five and two-thirds of an inning five five and two-thirds then one inning his last start uh, which was range shortened so the You would think that the arm is is fairly fresh here coming up, and obviously he's going to be incredibly juiced to be on the mound at Guaranteed Rate Field on Wednesday. KP, what are you predicting, no-hitter Wednesday?
1: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he throws himself a little gem. Why not? He's going to be fired up. A little bit of a no-no. All right, uh, weather
0: update coming for you. still raining here at Guaranteed Rate Field. And uh, we're hoping to have baseball at some point here, although it doesn't seem like it's right around the corner at this point. Tarp is still out there. Rain's still coming down. Not heavy, but still falling. And I'd like to give a shout-out to all the fans out there who are sticking around. There's a good number of people sitting in the seats waiting for baseball, watching the big screen. They're showing a bunch of games up there. Just hanging out on a Sunday, living the dream here at Guaranteed Rate Field. White Sox 2 The Twins nothing. We're in the top of the six when this one resumes. And White Sox Weekly continuing after 4.30. The news will get uh, Daniel Polka on the program as he is straight ahead on White Sox Weekly. It's 720
1: WGN. At the wall, the 380, gone. A three-run homer for Tim Anderson. 3-1
0: White Sox. Back to White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, seven twenty WGN. As we uh, get to sit down with Daniel Polka, who is back with the big league club, so let's talk about the journey here. It it's obviously wasn't the plan this year, but you're, you're back and you put up good numbers and a uh, new opportunity.
5: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, definitely not as as planned, but uh, you know it was a it was a good process and um, I mean I, I I felt like I took a step forward. You know, mechanically and, and mentally, to uh, to get back on track. What was
0: uh, I'm assuming? Was there maybe like a morning period? You go down like oh, I just I blew an, a
5: shot here, and now I got to work my way back, and you don't know when it's going to come. No, I mean uh, at the end of the day, I was like I just control what I can tr- can uh, control. I'm like if if I put up the numbers, then I'll be back. And um, you know, it was it was an opportunity that I. I definitely didn't take it take it lightly, you know, I took it took it serious and um you know it didn't work out the first time and you know, I'm just glad to have another shot. What what did Ricky say to you when you were going down? Uh pretty much just, you know, get back on track. We want the the old palka back, the, the palka that's always you know, always been and um I was like I'll do that. I'll be ready to roll. i get down there and uh and get this get this figured out. I love the attitude. It's great. Uh, Watching you take some grounders at first base here, and I've seen
0: some comments. You, you, you like it over there.
5: Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, it's kind of one of those things I've been been pushing for. For like, you know, I got drafted as a first baseman and played two full seasons. You know, just when you're drafted and Paul Goldschmidt's the first baseman, there's not going to be a lot of uh, opportunity there. So, you know, I, it was kind of something to uh, give me more. Or more chances of moving up and then all of a sudden first base disappeared and uh, I'm, I'm pumped that it's back in the picture so I can, you know, have another spot to contribute. When you're firing the ball down to second base over there, it looks you looked comfortable to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, Graselonic was my infield guy with the Diamondbacks when I got drafted, so it was like right, uh, we picked up right where we left off uh, as far as infield work and, you know, it's been smooth. So let's uh, let's talk about Charlotte.
0: You got you have so much big league talent down there. I mean you're you're yeah, right. I mean it's 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 you got Al Cides, who's Souza, all star in Kansas City. You've, you've got yourself. You've got Adam Engel. You've, you've got guys coming like Dylan Seas who haven't been or You know who's going to be there. So it's it's I mean you're at Triple A, but you got so much, so many guys who
5: deserve to be here. I mean, what's the clubhouse like? The the vibes are nothing but positive, man. Um, there wasn't a day I was down there where. We weren't having fun, um, and I mean, I think that's why everybody's been so successful. I mean, there's a great staff in Charlotte. I mean, not many teams have two big league staffs like we do, and uh, you know, I we we gelled really well as a team, even even though we're losing guys, bringing in new guys. is like it. Everybody had their game plan, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of talent there. <laughs> I mean, dudes are raking right now. I I was talking to someone yesterday. I'm like, I can't think of anybody who's not not doing well there and i mean it has a lot to do with the clubhouse what what could you say mechanically without giving anything away that you know the standard baseball fan that you, uh, fan would understand that you sort of worked on um honestly it was it was a simple fix you know i kind of saw we noticed something when i went down uh the hitting coach manichino showed me side by side like look at the difference between last year and this year and uh I mean, not a lot of people will get it, that my back leg was straightening out every swing, and I wasn't noticing in that, and, you uh, know, day one, we sat in there for, like, 30 minutes doing stuff, just getting back on my backside, keeping my weight back, and uh, it was a progression, man. It was, like, we had, like, phase one, two, three, and it was, like, all of a sudden, everything felt back natural. You want to find something, right? Like, oh, that it and then I can hone in on that yeah I mean but at the same time you don't want to you don't want to be the guy that's searching and you know every time something goes wrong you're, you're sitting there searching for something you got to trust your abilities and um, you know a lot of times it's the hardest for you to look at yourself and realize something's a little different you know because you got your your bias towards yourself and everything and it's just tough to pick up sometimes so when when you get another set of eyes on you it's always a great thing so are you able to? I don't know. Every at bat's got to be the. You can't think about anything else other than that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, yesterday, I I had yeah. I mean, I had four four at bats that I liked, and um, you know, it didn't work out. But I was back to to hitting the ball hard to all parts of the field. So I mean, can't really ask for more. You know, I just it's it's all coming around. You sleep all the night with and during the season or is it just is it hard to get away from the park? Um I'm one of those dudes that's I I, I linger around the park for a while, you know, whether whether it's a good game or a bad game. I I kind of hate leaving the clubhouse and I love getting to the clubhouse, so it's like if we had a if we had a time stamp, I'd be I'd be rolling up the, the hours cuz feel like the clubhouse dudes get a little annoyed at us sometimes hanging around late at night, but it's just tough to leave. So you love it. Yeah, yeah, especially being in Chicago. I mean, it was the same way in Charlotte, too. I mean, like, we had about four dudes that every night were just sitting there playing a game of cards and finally make our way out. And uh, I'm like, thank God Jay's here and McCann's here because <laughs> we're all on the same same time schedule. So that that's those are the late night guys? You got a John Jay hanging out at a James McCann? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't realize anybody else was here. I'm kind of we all three of us are walking from different directions we all walk to the shower at the same time and i'm like oh nice i got people here they they both said the same thing so was, we uh we kind of put it together we're the late night crew bust out a card game or is that just a no nah, that's a 3a thing not many not many post-game card games up here
0: well Polka, it's good to see you back, man. I took a picture of the uh, the mitt yesterday was hanging out in the dugout, tweeted it out, Palka returning, so uh, I got confidence. Nice, man. Me too. I'm ready to roll. Daniel Polka before the game yesterday. Always good to catch up with Palka Mania, and uh, not in the lineup today, but it's going to get his opportunities here. We'll see if he can take advantage and turn his uh, White Sox portion of the season around. As it's White Sox Weekly, still raining here at... Guaranteed raid field tarp is still on. We're hoping to have baseball at some point here. The original hope was somewhere around five o'clock. That is not going to be the case. Uh, so we will continue in a rain delay theater here uh, in White Sox Weekly as well. Let's um, take a quick timeout, and we'll uh, we'll update you around the big leagues. What's going on, and also take a look at the week ahead. White Sox Weekly till five on 720 WGN. 720 WGN White Sox Weekly. We got breaking all star news. Congratulations to catcher James McCann and Jose Abreu, both named all stars for your Chicago White Sox headed to Cleveland. This is, uh, let's see here, it's the first time for James
1: McCann, and it's the third time for Jose Abreu. KP, deservedly so for both, correct? Yeah, I think McCann was a no-doubter. I I, I think Jose Abreu was on the radar of some. I didn't think he was a a given to be headed to the All-Star game, but his third selection, McCann, the first White Sox catcher to make the All-Star team since A.J. Pruszynski in 2006. Uh, Jose Abreu is on pace for a career-high 122 RBIs. So uh, Sox will be well-represented in Cleveland. These two guys, and you got to figure Lucas Giolito. So you're thinking three guys there. And in the Futures game, they'll have Nick Magical and Luis Robert playing in that as well. Um, so uh, it should a uh, nice little midsummer classic for the White Sox. No doubt about it. Last year, the White
0: Sox had one All-Star, and that was Abreu. And you have to have one. He wasn't necessarily having a Jose Abreu <laughs> All-star caliber season, but got in last year. sort out a default this year, not the case. I mean, been leading the American League in RBIs the whole season, pretty much, mm-hmm. and uh, getting to go. And uh, you know, James McCann certainly earned his way there. And again, uh, everyone expects Lucas Giolito to be there as well. As we continue on White Sox Weekly, the All-Star Game a week from Tuesday in Cleveland. are you going. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta... No, I'm not. Are You going there? I, I, no, I'd love to love to. Last it.
1: time you and I were in Cleveland,
0: it's true. That was a that was a couple Shouldn't bring
1: that up on White Sox Weekly, yeah, but
0: it's all right. We had a good time there. It was it was a, that was a historic moment in Chicago baseball time for sure. Uh, I am predicting that the White Sox will be the next team to win a World Series in this city. I've been saying that for about a year now. White Sox fans, join us as the Sox take on the Tigers on Wednesday, July 3rd, one ten p.m. Dylan Cease will be there as well. First 20,000 fans get a Jose Abreu Silver Slugger bobblehead that's powered by Constellation, America's Energy Choice. You can purchase your tickets today by visiting WhiteSox.com. We're calling 866 Sox Game. Let me go live to Kevin Powell, who's sitting a, a row above me here in our booth. Uh, KP, what's the weather update? You got anything? Uh, we
1: still have nothing yet. I mean, when this uh, is, the only thing we've got is re- rain remains in the area. MLB and the umpires continue to monitor the weather around the ballpark. We will keep you posted on resumption of play. So, still not very clear when. This thing will pick back up. White Sox leading the Twins two nothing through five.
0: See, I would like to, uh, to expand on that update and just tell you that I do see some movement of some White Sox personnel who have been standing there in the uh, rain gear for a long time. And I can, I just the way they're moving around, and I see Jose Rondon popping his head out of the dugout. And the rain is a little bit lighter. I'm getting a sense that that something's coming. Okay, at any moment here. It- Within the next ten minutes, perhaps. But uh, I I think we're going to play. Would you bet on playing? I think so, yeah. I think we're going to play. Sox fans, you can show off your pride and join us for the Wintrust Crosstown Series on Saturday, July 6th and Sunday, July 7th. Cubs and White Sox right here at Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, To purchase tickets, visit
1: whitesox.com. It's a shame this this rain showed up today. Lucas Giolito is having... A great outing, no doubt, but I you know what for somebody
0: who's thinking long term like the White Sox are, he pitched five innings, he's in line for a win, didn't stress out the arm a little bit, get some get in the training room, get some treatment and get ready to do it again in in 6 days when you take on the Cubs next Saturday
1: night. Classic I mean, glass half full type guy, Mark Carm. That's right. 60, 68 pitches today for Lucas Giolito, 46 of them for strikes. Just one hit given up over
0: 5 four strikeouts, no walks. That I mean that is uh that ratio is impressive. For a guy who used to struggle to find home plate, 46 strikes in in 68 pitches, that that's fantastic. ERA drops down to 2.72.
1: Gave up one hit today. Struck out four. Didn't walk anyone. Ranks among the AL leaders in just about every category, including wins. He's tied for first with ten WHIP. He's sixth ERA, sixth with uh, well, it was two eight seven heading into the game. It's uh, as Carmen just mentioned, two seventy two now. So he'll be headed to Cleveland as well, joining James McCann and Jose Abreu.
0: Wins don't matter. Talk to some sabermetric heads. They'll tell you wins are relevant.
1: Not a stat worth mentioning. I mean, it's worth mentioning. I just think there's just not a lot of context right. given to the win total. But look, if a guy's ha- the the league leader in wins, if you tell me, okay, this guy led the league with 18 wins,
0: I was being facetious, by the way. I still like a win stat. Give me a win. I like
1: okay. I like wins. I mean, I I think it's 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 noteworthy for sure, and it's worth taking a look at it. But. Uh, here they come, KP. Here we go. There's Roger, the, Roger Bossard getting on one of the tractors. He's removing it off the tarp so they can roll it up. And uh, we don't have an official word yet, but it looks like the grounds crew's getting to work, getting the field back in shape after uh, about a two and a half hour delay. Here, you got to give me a little bit of credit. The way I just took a couple of you bodies did. moving, I could just great feel detective work. You can kind of feel a little more energy, some I, I, movement on the concourse. I, 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 could,
0: I could just, I could, I could feel it, which, uh, which leads right into this. Uh, Little bit of notice I want to give you, which is grab your friends and head to the ballpark for bleachers and brews. Let's have a celebration. Presented by Budweiser, you get one bleacher seat, two beers for just $22. That's all season long. You got to be 21 and over. Get two beers? Two beers. It's a great deal. It's a phenomenal deal. Basically, they're giving you, I mean, beer is $10, and the Bud Bud Lights in the $9 range, but if you upgrade to the uh, I think it's a three one two that's walking around. Am I right about mm-hmm. that? No, maybe it's the Corona. I think it's the. You're corona. the vendor. Uh, I got I gotta pay expert. a little bit. Well, we, I, I gotta pay t- closer attention. But uh, that's basically they're giving you the ticket for free with what they charge for beer here, which is uh, which is awesome. Uh, you got to be 21 over with a valid ID. Purchase tickets. Visit WhiteSocks.com/slash/brew and enter that promo code Brew. Let's uh, let's take a quick time out here. The TARP is about to be pulled off the field. The fans are coming down. Love the diehards that stuck through this two-hour and some-odd rain delay. And we'll have an official update from the White Sox, too, on when this thing will get resumed. White Sox are going to have a new pitcher. There's no way they're bringing back Lucas Giolito, so they'll have somebody out of that bullpen coming out, maybe a Carson Fulmer. That's just one guess, although uh, I'm not sure how fresh he is. i I got to check his did Fulmer pitch yesterday. I feel like you might have. Regardless is going to be done. Somebody will be on the mound. White Sox and Twins. We're going to have baseball coming up here. White Sox Weekly wrapping it up. 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly wrapping it up. We'll have a little more rain delay theater for you, but we do have a start time, ladies and gentlemen. 525. We will resume the ball game in the sixth inning. With the White Sox and Twins and the Sox leading by a score of 2 to nothing. KP and I will stay with you after the news here uh, for one more dynamic segment of radio. Ain't that right, Kevin Powell? That
1: is correct, Carm.
0: Thank yous on White Sox Weekly to. Should I quiz you on this one, KP, if you were paying attention? Who was on the show today?
1: We've got a. Uh, oh, are we thinking the guests? Yeah, thank the Okay, guests. we got a Polka Mania situation. Yep, Daniel
0: Polka, thank you for coming on. We heard a little Ricky Rent-3 on the Dylan Cease news. We did. Absolutely. Thank you to Ricky. Who else? Bench coach? Joe McEwing. Left-handed pitcher? I can't remember. Ross Detweiler. Oh, Ross Detweiler, that's right. <laughs> 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 it's been a long one in no, here. Uh, I guess. First, first time Brain's quiz. fried. That's all right. First time quiz. Thank you back at the station to Curtis Koch for producing White Sox Weekly, Dan Long Engineering, and uh, Dave Zaslowski, Andy Mazur, Ed and DJ for all their contribution as well. Uh, news is coming up here. Get you an update on the weather. Again, uh, the game is going to restart up here at 525. So baseball right around the corner. You can win the ultimate White Sox family reunion. Just listen to the con Show with Anna Devlantes Weekday afternoons at 5.40 on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users, just say play WGN Radio on TuneIn. Want to remind everybody that uh, the Blackhawks have traded for Andrew Shaw. Back with the team once one more time. A lot of breaking news today in the NBA world as well. That was sweet. But let's get a check of news. News at 5 o'clock is sponsored by Lindeman Chimney and Fireplace here is Pam Jones